stronger, be wiser. Our seat, our table. This is our voice, our time, our moment. Our seat, our table. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. Our seat, our table. took a couple weeks off took two weeks off all due to work all due to more work but we're so happy to be back in studio and we have a great show for you we have a great guest and um, as we say around here it is fry yay yay i don't know about anyone else but these last couple weeks uh march madness i would have to say march madness for 2023 has been intense. So I'm just kind of coming out of it, shaking it off, and getting ready for, I, I guess, spring. But with this weather, Daryl, I am not sure. What do you think? What are you not sure about? <laughs> the weather. One minute, as soon as I start to see the sun and starting to become sleeveless, then I got to run back and get a jacket. So <laughs> I am, <laughs> I am yeah. a bit confused. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to predict. It is. Um, I don't want to say what I'm feeling, but uh, we, 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 might need, we might need to buckle up and strap in going forward. I hear that. Weather-wise, and more than just weather. More than just weather. There's, there's, there's a lot going on, and we're going, to be, we're, we're, going to be, we're going to be talking about that today. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So, as usual, we want to welcome each and every one of you, and we want to thank you for listening. You are listening to Our Seat, Our Table, the Leadership Lounge. Our Seat, Our Table, we've been around now for a couple of years in partnership, of course, with WPRK 91.5. And basically, we wanted to give voice. We wanted to create a platform for marginalized groups, marginalized communities, underserved. We wanted to create a space where grassroots leaders, community leaders can come and talk about what they're doing. Um, you can also, if you miss this show, you can also go to Spotify, and that's where we upload our shows and just get caught up on the issues or the subjects or concerns 
that matters to us and matters to our community. I like to say we're very hyper local, right, Daryl? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very hyper local. Find your words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was kind of multitasking while you were saying I'm listening, but I'm also reading. But I know and thinking. That's what I do all day long, all day long. So in studio with us today, and like I said, we're here every Friday from nine to ten, and we're always glad to be here. Um, we are recruiting and constantly recruiting and bringing in um, professionals, again, community people, business professionals, so they can talk about what's happening in the community and just keep us abreast on the things that, um, that are taking shape and taking form. So in studio with us today, we have Leanne Seiferman. Did I say that correct? You did. I did. And my phone, it just says Seifer. And I said, no, it's Seiferman, Barbara. Man. You gotta put the man in there. You got to put the man in there. That's exactly right. Leanne is a local clay artist and activist. And we had the pleasure of knowing each other um, at one of the nonprofit arts organization that we work for. And in getting to know Leanne and working with her, we realized we had a lot in common. So I'm so glad to have you here today, Leanne. Very happy to be here, Barbara. Yes, yes, yes. And Leanne, I tell you, she holds a bachelor's in arts, of arts, is that correct? Mm -hmm. And then also a master's certificate in social justice, and you also study theology, is that correct? That's correct. Tell us a bit about that, Leanne. Uh, Well, I um, went up to Union Theological Seminary in New York City. Uh, where I went with the intention of understanding belief systems and why we think the things that we do about people that don't think like us, look like us, act like us. Um, And this was all driven by my um, pursuit of social justice and racial equity and understanding, um, trying to get to the bottom of that, trying to get to find my footing in that world, for me really required to better understand ideology Got it. and theology is a huge player in uh, the formation of our laws here the formation of our country was founded on christian ideals mm-hmm. it's a loaded mm-hmm. loaded thought yes 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 what did you learn about yourself when you were there uh, i learned that the reason i went to seminary was to unpack my own religious baggage right mm. right right and in in being a local artist and being a clay artist, how does that all work together for you? Well, there's a lot of spiritual connection working with clay, being of clay, right? We could get into that. Um, for me... Oh, wait, 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 wait. We can't just slip over that. You <laughs> said working with clay and being of clay. Formed, formed of the dirt. Uh, yeah. We are clay molded in God's likeness, right? Um, we are. So we're told? we're told right i have my own thoughts about that um it's another podcast right mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um and working with that which makes us human right. um creating imagery from myself right um of myself writing words drawing images carving um producing myself reproducing myself hmm. uh, putting that out into the world I think we are all very much in need to see ourselves and others and to feel our thoughts um, are not just our own and and um, 
by creating the work that I create, I try to connect to that that seeking and searching that we all have to see ourselves and others. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's that's really good. One of the projects that you also initiated, created, making conversations. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about making conversations. Hmm. That's um, making conversations uh, was born out of a course that I was taking while I was getting my graduate certificate. And in fact, I was actually working on a master's degree in sustainability when I took this course on religion, the arts, and social change. The professor ended up becoming my mentor, but a part of that course, we had to do a final project, and I used that final project opportunity to make a series of dinner plates that questioned um, our ideas about religion. And um, with that project, I realized that it was a good idea. <laughs> and so I started hosting some dinners around town. I handmade plates. Uh, each dinner had a unique series of plates that were all themed around a specific question or idea, and each plate told a personal story of mine, and so I would present the plates and present my personal narrative that was around the specific theme upon which the plates were uh, you know, made. <laughs> and, uh, About how many people were at these dinners? Ten. Ten people. Ten people. Right. And what were some of the topics? We did um, mental health, climate change, aging, uh, gender and identity, uh, race and privilege, um, and there's some others that I'm forgetting. Okay. Mental health. So when we talk about race and privilege, as Daryl and I are uh, evidently African Americans, black people, and you as a white woman, mm -hmm. is that okay? Define yourself. Um, how does that play out? Who, what kinds of people were in the room and kind of, and not that I want you to share anyone's story. Right. I want to, I know that um, those rooms are very confidential, right. um, but what, what's that like? Who are those conversations for? So when I was doing all of the other subject matter, my approach was to read some books, articles, listen to podcasts, talk to quote unquote subject experts here in the local community mm -hmm. that worked in those fields. And I would bring that person in to co-facilitate with me and a representative from the Peace and Justice Institute. So when I got to the subject of race and privilege, this was one that I really personally wanted to do. And before I even started on the plates or any of that, I was like, I can't, I'm not an objective observer here. I'm very much involved in this conversation. And I needed to know my own story. So um, when I, th this is kind of a multi-pronged answer, but when I did end up digging into all of my history growing up in the Deep South, learning that I was raised in a white flight school, and um, when I created the plates and presented those to the room, it was interesting who came to that dinner. Um, we had people from all over the community, here in Orlando, Oviedo, um, South yeah. Orlando, like all over. Um, and we even had, um, th there were some interesting dynamics there. We had someone bring a friend, um, a, a friend of color who um, the individual's intention was to try to show me up. Oh, wow. And, um, and this uh, young lady that was brought along as the, um, the token, like we, we've talked about this because she and I are now um, best friends. Hey, okay. Jennifer. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so the dynamics of how people showed up to that room right. and what their intentions were really showed me that this was the work. 
that you should be doing. This was the work. This is the work that white people need to see other white people doing. Correct. That people of color need to stop being expected to do all of this work. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, you know. We tired. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) And, you know, slavery is white history. Like, we, we created that crap, right? Right. And so this is not, like, something that, you know, we need to sit back and be, you know, you, you don't, you d- oppressors shouldn't be expecting to be educated, right? Right. right. We, we know the words. We know the language. We know what's happening. So. Wow. So basically making conversations, I'm assuming this is, again, where as the facilitator along with PJI, mm-hmm. uh, the Peace and Justice Institute, great organization locally, um, you would have these open dialogues so people could start to, um, what do we want to call it, self take some reflection of their selves mm-hmm. so they can start to see their own biases, their own prejudices. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say, D? What do you think? Could, no, you, I, I could agree. you be in that room? Would I be in that room? <laughs> could you? Could I be yeah. in that room? Well, uh, just because I can, should I? Um, back to your point, uh, I don't need to be there to educate and do the work. anything if if i'm in that room i would just underscore and illuminate hyper illuminate which could be perceived as disruptive and they become defensive right what was some of the resistance that you would encounter or was there any resistance being that this was voluntary right, right yeah um there was a couple of people that show you know there was one individual that showed up that wanted to make sure that that i knew that they were colorblind Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because at the time that was in 2018 I myself didn't really even have the language to stop in that moment and pull them aside right um, I do now right um, and yeah it was um, I it was more to be honest we didn't have a lot of pushback it was more um, people coming I think that were maybe trepidatious um, but wanted to be there, right, because it was voluntary. Um, and I think it opened the door. I had people approach me afterwards, wanted to talk to me privately, things like that. Okay. Open the door for a private conversation, Sorry. yeah, which is how a lot of this needs to start. Right. And so when we talk about that, um, people hearing the information in the room and then they want to have the private conversations, um, earlier you used the term self-shame. Is that is that why the private conversations or especially when we start to look at this from a group setting, because we realize that we can learn from one another, but then we we don't always open up in those kinds of settings. Mm-hmm. So wh- what is that about? Is it the self shame or don't really want to reveal who they are? Mm-hmm. How how do we or how do you rather in those situations get the person's because it's more than one dealing with the same issue internally. Yeah. A couple of thoughts. Um, I do think that a lot of people, um, I'll say a lot of white people, are afraid of sounding racist. Okay, in front of others. In front of others. Got it. But here's my thought on that. If you're white or identifying white, white passing, you're born in this country, you're born in this world, then you carry racisms. And they're there. Okay. And they're going to sneak up on you. Okay. And I think it's... A deep knowing of this of oneself um, and not not understanding it. I think there's a lot of fear around knowing how to even talk about it. 
Um, and yeah, I think it's um, wanting to make sure that those around you also know that you're a good person, right? And so like we have this idea of like slavery as other or racism as other, like everything is other, right? But it's part of who we are. And so learning how to exercise that, exorcise, and <laughs> you know, uh, uh, get that out of us is yeah. really the only way to move forward. And, right. and something that you said, revealing to others who you want them to think you are, right. and then the, the discovery of revealing to yourself mm -hmm. what you actually are. That's the breakthrough of the conversations that started with, can I talk to you on the side? Yep. You know, so, so it's a revelation boat that starts internally. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. I remember during COVID, also civil unrest, everything was happening at the same time. And um, the cultural center that I manage, we were not open due to COVID. Um, however, I would work from home and I would check my emails. I was still checking my emails corresponding and um, was not prepared for the emails. I received at least two emails from community members, non-African American. Um, they wanted to have the conversation because they were in settings, family settings or family and friend setting where they wanted to start to have the conversations, but their family and friends were like, are you kidding me? As to push back. This is not, we're not talking about this. This doesn't really exist. Mm -hmm. So, um, and in, 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 in the first case, mature uh, white woman, and um, we, we had the conversation as best as I could, as best as I could, um, but I do not think, I think what she wanted from me as, a, as the person in that particular space was to know that she was validated in her thoughts. Yeah. So I was not prepared for that. And then the other was uh, more of an interracial family. That was an interracial family, especially, again, with the children seeing all that they were seeing on television, all that was happening, the protests, and trying to help them navigate, find the words um, in which to speak to their children. So that, for me, again, not being prepared that I would get these emails or these types of phone calls, at that point, I too had to go within. Um, that was a around the same time we were uh, protesting for the city of Winter Park to move to single member districts so we could have African American representation. There was COVID. How were we? Uh, we were working with the community to make sure that food and different things were being provided. Um, so it it was it was a lot for me. It was a lot. So. Um, it's a lot of work to be done. It's a lot of, how often do you do the making conversations? So it's kind of stagnant right now. Okay, um, okay. I know you're asking that question for a reason. <laughs> um, so it, it's, it ended when I moved to New York to go to school. And then um, that got interrupted by COVID and the city Ugh. shut down, right? So came back, worked in the studio for a year, got a residency, a ceramics residency. And then last year, was asked to come back to work for the city of Orlando. Right. And so I kind of, that's what I'm doing. So I'm doing the nine to five yeah. office job that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so right. it's a sad right. story. 
So if someone hears you today via the radio uh-huh. um, um, and they would like to schedule something in-house, can they do that? Oh, would yeah. you go in and facilitate that? Oh, yeah. So the work that I want to be doing that I'm working towards, and I just finished some training with the Equity Literacy Institute, um, nice. is facilitation. I like helping people talk about things that they don't know how to talk about. I like helping people find the words that they need to um, to save themselves. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and that's the other seminary side of things. Uh, I don't necessarily want to be within a church, but I do believe in spiritual care, being a spiritual caregiver, and learning how to hold people's hands when they need it, learning how to push people through the door when they need it. Exactly. Um, yeah, the whole wellness, the whole well-being. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts there? I see you over there. A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't have enough time. <laughs> Let's um, use what we have. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. So I'm I'm waiting for the next session. Okay. And um, I want a seat. I'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Even yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah. just paint on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. but you don't yeah, have to be an artist, correct? No. Okay. To to be at the dinners? Right. Oh no, this is just for the general public. Okay. Yeah. And and how does your artistry as a clay artist, as an activist, as a facilitator um for social justice, for having the the difficult conversations, how do those all come together for you? Hmm. Yeah, well that's a big question. <laughs> um it, it comes together for me as my life's work. Um Nice. In a way, it is a bit uh, selfish because for me, it is also helping me, right? Um, helping me wrestle with questions that I have on a daily basis. Um, so in that regard, it's very much personal work. Um, but I think that this is, th- talking about issues like this is the first step towards doing something, learning how to see it, learning how to name it, getting the words to name it, and then actually standing up and doing something about it. And I think there's a lot of criticism around, like, talking, like, t- is it just talk, just talk. But I have fiercely disagree with that. I think right. that you absolutely must be able to have words, to know language, to hear other people talking about it, see other, participate in these conversations, learn that it's not scary, that you're not going to die. Like, yes. <laughs> mm. you're going to be okay. Yes. Uh, we yes. got we got to get through this together and then go out on your own and start doing the work in your circles. And, and it has to start with conversation. Exactly. Question for you. Um, back, you, you mentioned at one of your sessions, uh, there was someone who was intentionally brought in to be the provocateur. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and so how, d- how did you, in that moment, if you're able to share, mm-hmm. when you recognized what it was mm-hmm. and what was potentially about to happen, mm-hmm. how did you handle that? to transform it to where you said she's now your bestie? Well, I actually got kind of lucky in that I didn't know that she was there to be brought in that way because she actually did not say a thing. She um, did not respond the way the individual had hoped she would because she's she's a very feisty young lady. And so this individual, I think, had certain expectations and was clearly obviously using her. Um, But at the end of the event, she came up to me and – she did tell me that she had a very different expectation of what was going to be transpiring and this white girl getting up talking about race and privilege in front of like a group of randos. Um, and she said that she was uh, surprised and that she wanted to talk to me more. 
so we exchanged phone numbers. Um, and then I don't know if it was immediately the day after or shortly thereafter we got together um, and realized that we uh, are very similar in a lot of wonderful ways. Um, and uh, she actually, and the, the friend that had brought her in, um, that was a revelation for her. It was very heartbreaking for her to realize what she had been used for. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that mm-hmm. ended the friendship. Mm-hmm. I wow. can imagine so. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really the, the the communication factor, as you said, you know, talk. Yeah, it was the vulnerability factor, too, getting yeah. up there and saying, these are the racist ideas that I've had, and the reason that I'm talking about this is because I bet a lot of you in here have them, too, and don't know how to talk about them and are afraid of yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So don't be afraid of yourself. Mm-hmm. So but it's just that real. But if we, if we shut ourselves off from using communication to only talk at something yeah. or to something, Versus with. With. Wrestling with. Dismantling. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's how it's going to get done. Correct. If it's just talk, if it's all feel good and we're holding our hands, we're sitting down, oh, okay, that's done. And then you go out into the world and you're like, okay, well, we did the work because we sat down and talked about it. No, that's yeah, not the work. Yeah. And, and yeah, I've been in those meetings for those meetings for those meetings. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I'm not here for the comfort zone. You know, comfort for who, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and who's comfortable who versus who's not. Mm-hmm. And usually the ones who's not, are, are the have-nots, mm-hmm. are the ones who are constantly overlooked and remain uncomfortable at, you know, at the you know, advantage of those who are. And uh, we, we can't keep going on like that. Mm-hmm. Leanne, are, there, are the making conversations, are they sessions? Like, do you have a series? It was a series. Yes, ma'am, it was a series. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Getting all formal. Because it doesn't happen in one session. It it happens like one theme, one session, usually about two and a half, three hours. Ah. Yeah. And it was a dinner. With food. With food. (laughs) Food, drink. Okay. um, Yeah. And and there's five question prompts that were developed before each dinner. Okay. To help facilitate, move conversation in directions or prompt it, what have you. Um, but a lot of time, the personal storytelling. And these are like, my, my family stopped talking to me for a while because of stories I was sharing about myself that implicated them. And, and that was, you know, that right. yeah, unable to move through yeah. that to talk about it. And it's feeling personal hurt. And so... That's just um, as part of it. And, yeah, it's sessions and me personal storytelling and, and people opening up through that. you okay. got to tell stories to get stories. Okay. Okay. This is good. This is good. So it's, I, it sounds like it's a matter of space, having the space, mm-hmm. um, having a, a, the food and the time yeah. and the willingness in yeah. which to, to begin and to do this work. I'd say time is the big one. Yeah, time's a big one. And... Um, just fi- finding an opportunity where I can balance work um, that pays bills yes. with this work that will eventually pay bills. Yes. Right. But as of yet, we've not gotten there. Exactly. Have you ever had anyone to storm out or to leave the room? That's a good question. Um, I don't think so. Okay. We did have quite uh, fiery back and forth in the mental health session okay, regarding um, chemical assistance. Okay, but I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, wow. 
Wow. You are listening to Our Seat, Our Table, the Leadership Lounge. We are here with Leanne Seiferman. Leanne is a local artist activist. She has conversations, really nice, I don't want to say nice, but really um, impactful dinner conversations around social justice issues, whether it is mental wellness, race, ageism, um, uh, climate change, which is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. Politics. Can we throw oh, politics in there? We, we should throw, that, we should throw <laughs> politics. Yeah. Just for the, just for kicks and giggles. Mm -hmm. in, in a padded uh, room. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look wow. at where wow. we are. Look at where we are. When we see the uh, the verdict came in, I was like, I felt I felt the same as the night when forty five got elected. Well, I had we're, that not, same. we're not. We're not. We're not there we're not yet, there but 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 we are at least there is something being done yeah the process is there the process okay, yes there's an uh, an indictment uh, coming that is actually it's sealed it won't yeah. be revealed until they're, they're saying tuesday so I mean, so that step of the process is happening right we just can't um foul f-o-u-l f-o-w however we want to spell it, W-L-F-O-U-L, -L, yeah. this up. I mean, what would it say about us as a as a country, as a people? It it ain't a good look, y'all. No, no, sir. No, it sir. ain't a good look. This is the first time I read we're in um, history. This is the first president. Well, I, I was listening to an interview, I think it was yesterday, uh -huh. last evening, to and... and um, the point there that was being made is that um, indictments are not new, and indictments of public figures and politicians are not new. It happens all the time. Correct. Um, what is new, that is unprecedented, uh, that this individual, well, even you know, former POTUS, that that's what's new, but public figure and politician, no, right? It's not, not new. new. No. Correct. 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 Leadership. When we talk about leadership, this is not a trait of leadership. And we knew this all along. But again, for whatever reason, 65, uh, 63, 63 of uh, white women who voted for him. Well, it's, that, it's, it's almost, you know, I would compare it to almost like being a sports fan. You get some kind of vicarious virtual thrill. Really? I mean, what does it really do for you? What does it really do for you? Yeah. What do you really get Look, out of it? Yeah, yeah. So, Daryl, you have been speaking about, and to me, and you've mentioned it on the station here, on several occasions where there is um, a less famous speech that you would say of um, by Martin Luther King Jr., um, remaining awake. Yes. Um, and you have it here today, and, and you're gonna kind of share it with us because not. And it's it's a it's a lot to unpack. Um, so, in in my attempt to try to delve into this, I would invite our listeners to Google this on your own. It's it's in, entitled "Remaining Awake Through a Great Revolution." Just Google that. 
you can actually see uh, an audio video clip of it, which is about 46 minutes long, and we don't have that enough time here on air for that. But um, I, I, I became aware of it back in January during the celebration of his birthday uh-huh. for the first time. Um, there's two f- speeches that he's you know, most noted for. I have a dream, and I've been to the mountaintop. Correct. Uh, but this speech, remaining awake through a great revolution, is, is probably lesser known. Um, don't quote me on this, but it may have been first uh, delivered in 1959. Okay. I saw uh, 1968 on this now, same now exact on, day. on this day, March 31, 1968, which was his last Sunday sermon in a pulpit. Okay. And he delivered this sermon at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. Okay. And, and this is four days before his murder on April 4th. Um, and, and, and the timeless, prophetic, timely words where we are today, 53 years later, um, just the first two words of the title, Remaining Awake, in light of all the things that are telling us to do the opposite, uh, makes it so timely and timeless and prophetic. I agree. Um, and and, and to, that, to, the, to the word that for some people is controversial, um, this is nothing new um, as far as remaining awake, being conscientious, woke, that's not new. Um, Huddy Ledbetter, a blues singer, back in 1938, wrote a song about it. Even prior to him, Marcus Garvey made statements about the conscientiousness of being awake. And we may not have the chronicles or journals from Sojourner Truth or Harriet Tubman, but I'm sure the overnight transit through the Underground Railroad, you had to be awake. Mm-hmm. And even to, to, uh, to board on to transit through, you had to have a conscientiousness of being awake. Uh, so pl- please read the transcript for yourself. Look at the video when you can find it as well. Listen and look uh, and, and, and take it in. But w- when, I, when I heard it and I you know, tried to sit in that moment of when he's speaking 53 years ago and stand in this moment where I am right now in 2023 and, and to see the connection, the, the, the revelation and the reality of where we are right now. Um, there's, there's so many things to, that, that jump out. And uh, it's, mm, I don't even know where to begin to tell you the truth. But as I was thinking about to unpack this, um, let's, let's use some examples that are on everyday occurrences that we may not even fully sit in and, 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 and fully take into what's, what's going on. There are, uh, there are medical warnings and advisories on the sides of prescription bottles that says, you know, uh, warning, do not operate machinery may cause drowsiness. Correct. Why? Because it's dangerous to you. Um, from my own personal experience, not what I've seen somebody else do or happen to, it happened to me. I fell asleep at the wheel at highway speed going down t- down downhill. Now, uh, had I remained asleep, 
I wouldn't be here talking to you. Um, and not to mention the danger that I, I posed at that moment to things, places, and people around me had I not awakened. Uh, so when I reflect on, on those two examples, how can we afford to be in such a stupor? A stupid stupor, uh, either by imposition or choice to uh, not be awake. Um, as I was listening to our guest, and she was talking about your, your, your upbringing and your background and your culture, I too um, was brought up in a culture, and I won't name the XYZ denomination, <laughs> but I was raised to be a conscientious objector. And yet, through my genealogical research, I'm discovering that I'm a seventh-generation military veteran that goes back to the Civil War. So warriors and fighters are in my lineage. But yet the culture I was raised in was to be an anti, a conscientious objector. Now, I am not a conscientious objector, uh, technically, having served voluntarily. Uh, but I do conscientiously object mm -hmm. to injustice and untruths. Um, and, and so we, we have a lot of these talking heads that are, are uh, giving these talking points. And the, it's a lot of do as I say, not as I do. It's disingenuous um, where, you know, they say that they are this, but their actions scream louder than what they say that they are. Their actions or inactions, I should even say. And um, we talked before on air that... Uh, I see a lot of misinterpretation and misapplication from from words that are from those graven tablets, the ten, th that you should not take the name in vain. Uh, and that is misapplied and misinterpreted often as to you should not use expletives or profanity in association with the name. But it goes deeper than just the rhetoric and the articulation that comes out of your mouth. It's the character and nature and behavior of who you are and what you do or don't do that is in vain of the name that you, you claim to take. Um, and then there's other uh, passage of, of words of wisdom that says that there are seven detestable characteristic traits. Um, and they read in this particular translation, uh, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Um, and there's a list of people who qualify under that. Uh, so read, read the list again. Okay. Just read it again. Let it okay. keep on about. Yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 and, and I've kind of you know sanitized and redacted it with without the these and the thous. Okay, but I like the these and the thous. I'm old school. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I another. Do. That's another show. That's another. And show. And we're getting yeah. into that, yeah. okay? Because I got some yeah. receipts on that one. Yeah. And we have to get Leanna on that conversation yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. here's the list again. There are seven detestable traits. Okay. Okay. And 
and we gotta we gotta define them. Let's not go through them so quickly. Okay, go well, ahead. let's 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 be interactive on this. <laughs> yes, Ask questions. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Haughty eyes. Okay. <laughs> Is that when you're looking? T- tell me what that means. I hear that, and that's kind of when when you're. Um, I'm thinking when you're looking down on someone. Is, could that be haughty eyes? That could be. Okay. I also see. What's well, your What's your definition? Yeah, I guess for me, I'm thinking of when you feel you hold information that is uh, perhaps more important, or a position that's perhaps um, more important or informed. Right. Vanity and egotistical. Okay. Okay. That, that's a collective okay. of everything that, that was. That is a that collected. Uh huh. Love that summary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so I so like it. it's 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 both. It's both end, of, what you see. And what you look at. And what you look at. Mm. So it's 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 a send receive, receptors. Okay. Okay. Are we preaching today? It sounds like it. It sounds like it is. Yeah. Okay. I get that's another show too. Um, yeah. Number two, a lying tongue. Okay. We know what that is. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, oh and, and, uh, and let, let me let me let me let me go ahead. Let me peel one on that. Yeah. One, okay? You got to. You got see, to. See. See. This is this is what I've experienced um, when it comes to liars. We've all do it. We all do it, okay? From the time we were able to walk, we, we, we've learned how to do it. I didn't do that. No, you know you're lying. Okay. So what I've deduced is this. Liars believe that the people that they are lying to are stupid. Number one, yes. Yes. You, you're, you're and that's st- ego. Yeah. That goes back to that haughtiness. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you down that. You don't know as much as you think you know, and certainly not as much as I do. Right. And I'm going to be able to tell you what is, even though it's not true. And it, sometimes it tends to be a, I guess, a power play. Of course. Right. Of course. A two-year-old will play the yeah. power play yes. on their parents when yes. they want to lie and they want to yes. get the, they want to get the candy. Yes. Okay. Can I add something to that? Please, Please. I'm yes. thinking without reading it, so what I'm hearing lying, I'm also thinking of a tongue that does not move, a tongue that does not speak, a tongue that is not uh, opening up and, and using those words when it sees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, what I, you know, we've, we've always heard the concept of uh, passive aggression. You know, I would add to that on the other side of the same coin of passive resistance. Yeah, yeah. Where you, where you, where you don't do what you should do. Yes. Laying down. Yes. Yep. That's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. That's um what 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 was it during um it'll come back to me. Um uh, what what do we say in the protests when you're um when you're not speaking out on a subject that you know is incorrect. Mm-hmm. There's a phrase, mm-hmm. it'll come to me. Well, even even that passage from uh, Pastor Niemoller oh. that came for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. When, when the, through the passage it says, well, when they came for them, I didn't say anything. You know, when they yeah. came for them, yes. I didn't say anything. They, yes. And when they finally came for me, there was no one there to say anything for me. Yes, complicit. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Silence is violence. Yes. Yeah. That was the protest. Okay. Silence is violence. Yeah. Yes. So that passive resistance yeah. 
you know. Yeah, that's just, dangerous. I don't I don't want to get involved. That's dangerous. You know. Um, but see, and 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 uh, Dr. King talked about it in this in this same sermon, where he says uh, he he illustrates the advances in technology, and this is in 1968. Uh, there's a revolution in technology. There's a revolution in in, in social consciousness. In 1968, remember, remember. Um, and here we are now, fifty-three years forward, where where our advances are instantaneous in microseconds. Okay, at at the switch of a, a swipe of a finger in our on our in our in our hands, right there. The world is there, and he's saying our world is our neighborhood. Yet we have not had the ethical commitment to make it a brotherhood. Ooh. Now he said that fifty-three years ago. Okay. So Alexa, Repeat that again. Again, uh, he says, <laughs> rewind. Um, as, <laughs> as a result of our technological advances and revolutions, as well as our social revolutions, our world is a neighborhood, is a neighborhood. Yet we have not had the ethical commitment to make it a brotherhood. brotherhood. Okay, number three of the seven. Okay. Hands that shed innocent blood. Wow. Most recently, Nashville. Painful, painful, painful. My son works in the school, um, second year in, and I remember, I think it was the beginning of this year, maybe last year, and um, one of my friends who's also a school teacher um, in a public school, elementary school, I think maybe on the first week of school, maybe kindergarteners, we saw them... You know, there's not only fire drills anymore, yeah. but the drills yeah. where they, in case of mm-hmm. a gunman. And, and I've, would I've, I've voluntarily participated in an active shooter drill. Uh, my role was a parent. Right. Okay. And I also bring, you know, my background from the military, uh, and particularly medical background in, in the military with mass casualty training. Right. So, you know, I've been there done that and I brought that to that exercise yeah I let him have it I didn't let, I didn't hold back um, and I even talked you know to the administrator the principals etc afterwards etc said well you know hey yeah you, you made the effort to go through this and the other but you need to make finer points on these issues here okay and and access to information and communication is critical yes um, you're not always going to get it right but you have to have some timely access for it because not having access to information, you know, what is it, no, no good news, no, no bad news is good news? No, no. You, in that situation, you, you got to let people know what's going on. Right. Okay? Right. And, and, and we, we had another conversation that's going to be coming up on next week's broadcast uh-huh. that touches on that yeah. access to information. Yes, always, always. So, um, so Number any four. Go ahead. Wait, 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 this one was um Hands that shed innocent blood. Okay. What Leanne, mm-hmm. any thoughts for you on this one? No. Yeah. It is what it is. This one is is just yeah. A heart that devises wicked schemes. <laughs> Plots. Banning books. Oh. Removing um mm. um DEI. Yeah. 
And and if if you're following and paying attention and you're awake to do so, um, you know the the new College of Florida near Sarasota. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I cracked open some information as to who and what they are, and you know he he's the bully is picking on the little kid on the school lot right there. Yeah. New College of Florida, I think they said they have like maybe seven hundred students. I mean, there are high schools that are bigger than that. There are that's elementary correct. schools that are that's bigger than that. That's correct. That's correct. And that's who you want to? That's, that's who, who you're you going to pick on? Really? Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. All right. Feet that are quick to rush into evil. Hmm. I said to you, Leanne, and, and I've, we've had this conversation with Barbara before, and I asked the question, what's worse than the blind leading the blind? Yeah, my thought was the sighted leading the blind. <laughs> well, but this is the blind leading the blind. That's right. That's true. Okay. So, so what's worse than that? Parameters. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, what was your answer? Uh, it was the sighted leading the blind. Okay. And what's your answer? The what's worse than the blind leading the blind? Yeah. The blind following? That's my answer. <laughs> the blind following the blind is worse than the blind see? leading the yeah, blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So <laughs> you're quick to rush into evil. Yeah. That you can't. And, and, and you know, in our lifetime, this little nursery rhyme ditty, if, it's, if it qualifies as such, where we say, um, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Okay. Well, if, if, if you do, then you're deaf, dumb, and blind. Mm-hmm. If you do the evil, you know, if you speak it, you hear it, and you see it, and you rush into it, yeah. you're deaf, dumb, and blind. You're that blind following the blind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a false witness who pours out lies. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we, we see and hear that. Fake news. Yeah. Um, Big lies, stolen, got it. Uh, yeah. And um, lastly, collectively, bottom line, summarily, a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Yeah. That's the bottom line. It, a- it all adds up. Wow. Top six add up to. Okay. So um, as we try to you know, summarize all this, I said, you know, the, the, the blasphemous profanity of taking that name in vain, you sh- we we are this, and you know you all should be like us. Da 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 da. Is summarized in in this passage of these seven traits, and we talked about how liars think that those who they lie to are stupid, and uh, but their actions or inactions scream louder than what they're saying, and and, and you know they're they're playing the the playbook of do as I say, not as I do. Um, but as I try to close it. Where it's been stated by this one particular that says, you know, this state is where this is the place where it comes to die. Uh, do not allow that death certificate to be written. Do not allow that obituary to be read. Correct. Um, Correct. If, yeah. If if you are not already, that's control. If yeah. If you are not already, I'm I'm inviting you to be. A cultural, historical, social insomniac. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
And I'd like to add, too, to all those folks in my Facebook feed uh, who are saying, can't wait to move out of Florida. Uh, and you call yourselves uh, justice warriors. You're right. What are you doing? Yeah. Where are you going? You're, you're AWOL. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's quick to rush into evil right there. To oh, to you know, to rush away from it. Oh, to rush into that that yeah. leadership ship. And that's right. And by denying. You yeah. Know, my, by my, staying my silent. My military training. Um, Not doing anything. I was, you know, trained to go towards and into. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm not averse to chaos or conflict, but confusion kills. And so I'm trained to go into chaos and conflict. I've done medevac, and I've done combat photography. So I got to be where it is, and uh, here we are. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't have all the answers, but I know where we are. And I, I you know, I, I I can't I can't take a no dose. I mean, well, I can't take that something that's going to put me to sleep, right. whether it's rhetorical or otherwise. Uh, who who are you to tell me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, ha it's having these conversations, right? And it's it's taking this out, right? And it's it's developing this language and not staying silent because we are hearing a lot of words come That's out right. from some leaders right now. And these words, this language, you know, architect of culture, right? That's right. That's how it gets shaped. Well, yeah, I've said before, you know, if if you're paying attention, and if if you, if you know the history that they don't want us to know the history of. Mm -hmm. This is Germany, 1930s, and I, I've lived in Germany, so I, I've seen the receipts of where these things took place. You know, I, gr I, I grew up in Philadelphia, I, Philly. I, I, I grew up in history, so so I have an affinity. You know, I have a dry sponge that wants to absorb this information. Mm. I, I want to know who, what, when, where, why, and how. That that's me. So. I'm not going to, you know, like I said, I wear glasses, but I'm not blind. <laughs> um, so Vision increased. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, magnified. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. This has been good stuff. This has been good stuff. Um, I tell you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we get to, and I always say when we use that term, doing the work, it needs to be manageable for all of us because usually there's a lot of work that's happening within the work that we're doing. And one of the things we want to make sure that we're doing for ourselves is being able to preserve ourselves, preserve our voices, that we can have these conversations. But uh, the preservation is shareable, and when it is, it's successful. Yes. Because uh, all too often, those who are doing the work can become overwhelmed and exhausted. Ah, and talk they're, about they're it. They're addicted to, you know, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Yeah. But, but you don't quit because you know you're, you're at that Pavlovian wheel. Yes. That uh, I got to do this. I got to do this. But you don't have to do it all by yourself. No. You, you've heard uh, no. me say, "Stop doing the pinky lifting." Yes. Yes. Okay? Yes. 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 Um, no. Uh, let's 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 be make it manageable. Let's have you know the common unity of community. Yes. 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 Everybody on somewhat of the same thought pattern. Well, you know, anyway. You know when. If you're following, you know, what's going on in Colorado football, 
I'm not. <laughs> and, 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 well, I'm just specific. using that as an example. Uh-huh. It's, it's not unique to what they're doing. But in any, uh, we're talking probably some would opinion, opine that it is the ultimate team sport. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and, and, the, and the concept and element that is most overlooked is the offensive line. Mm. Okay. And I played that position. I would submit to you that even if you look at the ultimate level of performance in Super Bowl NFL, and you look go down the list of all Super Bowl teams, and most recently, both offensive lines of both teams had all pro players. Okay, that's where it starts. You got to build that foundation there. Mm-hmm. So, so this pinky lifting, nah, it doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't work. You got to have that work. common unity of community. Yeah, and, and let, let's 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 get it done. Let's get Let's her done. Let's not be the conflict in the community. Exactly. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Let's not be the conflict, and that's it. That's that's the word for today. Do not be the conflict in the community. <laughs> not a pretty sight. Leanne Seferman, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, any departing, any final words? Yeah, I want to, just for anybody out there, that if you're kind of in a funk about where you are right now, where your place is, and whatever the capital W work is for you. Yeah. Um, I'm in that funk right now myself. So I want to own that and recognize that the things we've been talking about is stuff I did years ago. And yes. I'm trying to figure out where am I now? Where is that, that work now? And to have patience and grace with yourself. Exactly. It's very important. We're yes. all at different spots and, and yearning, growing, shedding skin, internal shaking. It, it it has its time and place, yeah. and and when that's happening, get excited. Exactly. That, that means that Agreed. you're alive and you're still awake. Yes. Like, we got to keep you talking. We may have to get you to um, come back out and join us again. We got to keep you talking. You have a lot of um, wisdom, a lot of wisdom, and um, it's to be shared. It's to be shared. So once again, you are listening to Our Seat, Our Table. Again, we are here every Friday morning, 9 to 10. Um, upcoming next, you're going to have Ed. Ed does the Orlando Tourism Report. So we will see you all next week. Daryl, hey. I thank you so kindly. Thank you as Leanne, well. Leanne, again, thank you. Thank I hope you. you join us again. Yes. It's been real. It's been good. It's been real good, everyone. Have a fantastic weekend. Our seat, our table. This is our voice, our time.